Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Acts chapter 16. Paul came to Derbe and then to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was Jewish and a believer, but whose father was a Greek. The believers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him. Paul wanted to take him along on the journey, so he circumcised him because of the Jews who lived in that area, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they traveled from town to town, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem for the people to obey. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in numbers. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. From Troas, we put out to sea and sailed straight for Samothrace, and the next day we went on to Neapolis. From there, we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony and the leading city of that district of Macedonia, and we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. Once, when we were going to a place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the Spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that very moment, the Spirit left her. When her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. 
All at once the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself! We're all here! The jailer then called for lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour in the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all of his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. When it was daylight, the magistrates sent their officers to the jailer with the order, Release those men. The jailer told Paul, The magistrates have ordered that you and Silas be released. Now you can leave. Go in peace. But Paul said to the officers, They beat us publicly without a trial, even though we're Roman citizens, and they threw us into prison. And now, do they want to get rid of us quietly? No, let them come themselves and escort us out. The officers reported this to the magistrates, and when they heard that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, they were alarmed. They came to appease them and escorted them from the prison, requesting them to leave the city. After Paul and Silas came out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house, where they met with the brothers and sisters and encouraged them. Then they left. Two very famous men enter the narrative in this chapter. Timothy shows up, to whom the letters of First and Second Timothy were written, and Luke shows up, who wrote the book of Acts that we're reading and wrote the Gospel of Luke. So in verse 1 we read, Paul came to Derby and then to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived. Now this is the same Timothy that First and Second Timothy is written about, or written to. Timothy became a, a follower of Paul's, a companion of Paul's, was with him off and on down through the years from this point forward. In fact, he's with Paul in Rome when Paul is incarcerated at one point. He sends Timothy on an errand, and Timothy became an early bishop of the church. So Paul found Timothy, whose mother was Jewish and a believer, but whose father was Greek. Now, apparently, Timothy was not uh, circumcised, and Paul wanted to take him along on the journey, so he circumcised him. He didn't have to circumcise him to be pleasing to God, but he had to circumcise him so he would be acceptable to the Jews to whom they were trying to minister in every place they went. So Paul had him circumcised because of the Jews. This chapter has a, an interesting take on something that I want to point out to you, too. The Holy Spirit twice forbid Paul from preaching in certain areas. Now, you would think that there's no situation ever where the Holy Spirit would say, don't preach. But here we have in the scriptures the account of the Spirit twice forbidding Paul from preaching. In verse 6, we read, Paul and his companions traveled through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. And so the Holy Spirit stopped Paul and his companions from preaching in Asia. Imagine that. I don't know why. I don't imagine Paul knew why. But the Spirit of God knew that it was not the season for the gospel to be preached in Asia. And then in verse 7, they came to the border of Mysia. They tried to enter Bithynia, 
but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. Now, this is the same Holy Spirit. There's not a separate um, Holy Spirit and a separate Spirit of Jesus. It's the same Spirit. And so, once again, the Holy Spirit would not allow them to enter and preach. Now, I just want to point this out. Jesus only did what his Father showed him to do. He only did what the Holy Spirit led him to do. And as believers, we should do likewise. It's all well and good to be willing to share your faith, and we should, as led by the Spirit. We need to respond to the prompting of the Spirit and operate in the Spirit when we're sharing the things of God. Otherwise, people are not ready to receive it, or they'll be adversarial, or God forbid, we may inoculate them with a small dose of the Word of God in season when they're not ready for it. So we don't want that. We want to be led by the Spirit, as Paul was led by the Spirit. In verse 9, during the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia, standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia. Now notice that pronoun, we. This means that Luke is now including himself in the narrative. And so Paul had this vision, the Macedonian call, as it's known, to come over to Macedonia. And so Paul concluded that um, this was God, and then Luke and Paul got ready to go to them and preach. And so Luke shows up in the narrative. In verse 10, it says, we got ready. God had called us to go and preach the gospel to them. And so from this point forward in the book of Acts, Luke is frequently an eyewitness. Um, First person accounts, you know, Luke was known to have investigated many things prior to his involvement, but now he's an eyewitness. They go to Philippi, which was a Roman colony in in the district of Macedonia. This is Greece. And so this is the first gospel penetration into Europe. The, uh, The gospel is being preached in Europe. They stayed there several days. And then on the Sabbath, they went outside of the city gates to the river where they expected to find a place of prayer. Now, why would they expect to find a place of prayer beside a river? That's because in cities where there was no synagogue, the tradition of the Jewish people was to meet beside living water or flowing water or rivers. And so this was the place of prayer. Remember, this was on the Sabbath. They went out to the river expecting to find a place of prayer. They expected to find a group of Jews meeting on the Sabbath by this river because apparently there was no synagogue. Luke says, we sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira named Lydia. And this Lydia will become a very important New Testament character too. And so she immediately invited them to her house and became the head of a house church meeting. Lydia's home was a house church and Since it was her home, she was the head of the meeting, but Paul was the speaker in this first one. Now, Paul and Silas are are later locked up in this chapter in prison, and the Lord releases them from their chains, and the the prison guard or the, the keeper of the prison comes to them terrified, and he says, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And their response is very important for us and for all generations. Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. So friends, be able to give an account to anyone who asks you, what must I do to be saved? The answer is, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. That's you and your family. So Lord, we pray that this would be a season of salvation in each of our lives, in each of our family's lives, in the lives of our friends, in the lives of our co-workers. Lord, we ask that you would prompt them to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Lord, give us an anointing to share the truth that says, 
Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your entire family. God, we thank you for the words of Scripture. We thank you for the leading of your Holy Spirit. We pray, Lord, for opportunities to share our faith in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.